And you know all good things must come to end. And so it's time to say goodbye, my friend. And promise when I'm going, nobody cry. I even sun goes down and heroes die. I look, one day I could be no more. No need for stressing when I exit out that hero's door. Blessings on blessings, don't want no caskets or no funeral scenes. Just take my ashes and celebrate. Her life is such a beautiful thing. I mean, you see these things in life that make you Greetings, greetings. Thank you all for tuning in to the second official episode of the Higher Ground Society podcast. I'm Gerald Crook, your host. And today I have with me... Uh, not only an incredible artist, but a friend of mine, a colleague of mine. We do some stuff uh, for um, the Alabama Humanities Foundation. We worked on some projects there and probably, hopefully, some other projects outside of that uh, down the road. Um, but my guy, G.I. Magus, tell him what's up. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Appreciate you having us, having me on here uh, this Lovely day, lovely day. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Especially after uh, our governmental political situation. Seems you know, to be. it's it's good that we at least are to a place now where um, there is a declared winner. Now, what happens post all of this uh, shenanigans, we'll see. Um, but it's definitely good to at least be in a place where uh, we know, pending the outcome, who should be uh, coming out on top. So. Absolutely. It was definitely a gruesome, what was that, three, four days? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was like four days. Yeah, I think Saturday was the official declaration that happened. So, uh, um, you know, of course, voting began on Tuesday. So that's like five days, really. Um, Absolutely. So. Yeah. So you actually did some some work for, for the people of America, you know. Um, so you worked with uh, Woke Vote. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Tell me about, more about that organization and tell me what you what you were involved in. Yeah, so Woke Vote is a, uh, a nonpartisan voting rights uh, advocacy group. So uh, our primary focus is uh, African-American voters um, and functioning to activate and then subsequently turn out those voters to the polls. Uh, founded by a friend of mine, Dewana Thompson, um, here in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, my role with the organization coming up to election day was serving as the national digital strategist. So I helped to coordinate all of our digital campaigns, whether that was social media or, <clears throat> excuse me, any visual stuff we were putting out there on the internet. Um, coordinating the website a little bit. I don't do any web design or anything like that, but helping to coordinate some of the website stuff. Uh, but yeah, digital strategy. That, that look. I know that's a major part of the conversation posts, you know, the election is all of the, obviously all the work that the actual presidential campaigns did, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But the real stars of this election, as it probably is with most elections, is the people on the, gra- on the ground doing the grassroots work, you know, making yeah. sure that the, the actual people, the electorate, are being engaged in sustainable ways. So I had no idea. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yeah, this episode, this recording was pushed back a little bit so we can accommodate uh, that work. Yeah. yeah, so whenever I found out that you were doing that, I was like, oh, by all means, that's way more important than what we got going on. So 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, the work's not done. Um, we will be uh, still facilitating some stuff, helping out with the the turnout for the runoff elections that are happening in Georgia as well. Georgia was one of the focal points for the campaign. Um, so uh, we'll be back on the ground there again uh, for the runoffs. Right. And so, yeah, again, you said it's a national organization. That, that's something that mm-hmm. I, I'm so Alabama focused a lot of sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, what were you were you like communicating with people across the country and like? Yeah, so we we had um, essentially nine states that we were targeting demographics for African-Americans. The primary focus uh, shifted depending upon the state, but the states that we had um, in our lens were Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, North Carolina, um, primarily, and then Alabama, just because that was home turf. Um, Then we did a second push uh, for voter protection Uh, and education in the states of Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, um, Arkansas, and I feel like I'm forgetting something, Uh, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Arkansas, that's that's enough. But yeah, so we we were coordinating efforts in all of those states. Um, But again, the primary turf um, was Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Carolina, um, and then Alabama. And then look, Look at what happened. That's, yeah, that's, absolutely. The, the only one, and then I, I literally just talked about this, the only one where we did not do what I think, what I would consider a sufficient enough job as far as turnout is concerned is North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and we, I think we did a good job in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And and by no means, again, this is a nonpartisan organization. So my when I say we didn't do a good enough job with turnout, I'm not talking about the outcome. I'm literally talking about numbers of people turning out to the polls and percentages of African-American voters that actually showed up and cast a ballot. Um, so, but but it is, you know, it's, it's kind of just proven that when African-Americans turn out, it tends to favor uh, one party. But I think that what we have to be able to do right now is shift the focus from just poll turning out or turning out on election days or turning in a ballot to figuring out how do we galvanize around issues that help to contribute to our communities. Um, and then that, that comes with the stuff that happens between the, you know, a lot of very last minute engagement for our communities tends to happen, which is why you see, you know, within 60 days, 30 days of, you know, people, people wanting to show up at our churches to, to, to come give us their speeches um, you know, last minute wanting to gum and do, you know, these plans that they want to roll out. This is how I want to help you guys just as a last minute boon to say, hey, we'll do this if you elect me. And it's like, no, you need to start engaging our communities the minute that you decide that you want to run, because what you're going to do is start going to be impacting us from that moment. So the same way that you engage with your donors, the same way that you engage with the people who you um, consider to be elite, um, you know, we, we have elite people in our communities as well. So we need to have those same types of conversations, be invited to those same rooms, those same tables, um, and start to really drill down to things that are going to impact our communities on a granular level. And and understanding that, you know, African-Americans, we are not some monolith that exists just in the hoods of, uh, you know, inner cities, as they like to talk about. Um, But we are disproportionately impacted by things that impact the hood and the inner cities and Mm -hmm. those things. So we need to have really conversations around how do we help lift the collective um, spirits, number one, but number two, just the, 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 social, the socioeconomic status of African-American people around the country. Um, so that's a, a large part of what we want to do positionally. 
I know I'm being super long. When we when I go into this mode and start talking about politics, I I can get long with it. So I apologize. No, not at all. I mean, I think it's so it's 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 what needs to be happening after the election, right? I mean, a lot of people are like, yes, we got a certain person elected and a certain person in office. Um, and I feel like I hope this isn't the case, but I I don't think it will be, especially after this election. I think a lot of people have been quote unquote radicalized, or they have been they've been they've woken up to regardless of what side they're on. You're like, oh, this is this is a, this is something we need to be paying attention to, right? Right. Um, and so these conversations, I, I'm, I'm with it. I mean, I said to myself, you know, once I vote after the election or whatever, I'm already thinking about what needs to be done for the next elections, right? Like what what all the work that needs to be done. So. This conversation, um, not how anticipated starting out the show. Yeah, yeah. But it's That's great, what I'm saying. Like, though. I know this isn't really what we're here for, but no, you know. but it's great. It's perfect. We were going to get to that at some point. Um, so, in addition to um, your your community engagement work, tell us about who you are. Tell us your life story in like two minutes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just but tell uh, us about where you come from. Yeah. So. Um, I am the son of two Alabama natives. Uh, my mother and father were uh, born and raised in Gadsden, Alabama. Okay. Um, my dad then went to on to be a Marine. So he traveled a lot. Uh, therefore, I was born in North Carolina, actually, mm-hmm. um, in a little town called Jacksonville, North Carolina. We moved around a good bit until I was about six years old, and we landed back here in the Birmingham area where I am currently living. Um, I've moved away a few times, but always came back home to Birmingham. Birmingham is just, it has my heart. So here I am. Um, but I started doing music, um, very, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm from a, the Bible belt, right? So I grew up in church, uh, started doing music as a result of being in church, um, actually started rapping as a result of being in a very progressive church that allowed us to do hip hop. So like that was my original thing was like, I was this gospel rap guy. Um, so that's really when you talk about the origins of G.I. Magus, that whole name has its origins in my gospel rap background. Um, yeah. So um, the name G.I. stood and still stands for God's instrument. Um, so it's, it was really about trying to utilize my voice as, as um, I hate to use the word weapon, but um, as a um, just an ability to speak to things, you know, speaking, God speaking through me, through, through lyrical stuff. So uh, God's Instrument is where GI came from, kind of sideways to um, the original reason why I can't landed on GI. It's really weird. Um, so I was in ROTC when I was in college, okay. went to Auburn University, War Eagle. Um, <laughs> so I uh, went to Auburn University. I was in ROTC. Uh, anybody knows anything about ROTC folks in college, you're required to wear your uniform once per week on campus my real last name is jones so a lot of my friends would call me gi jones like that was just like the thing i was they would call me gi jones and so like the gi thing just kind of stuck with me from that and i just kind of used that and put it onto my rap name um the magus thing as well uh is very biblical in its nature um so if you talk about the story of the wise men that came to visit um the baby christ in his manger, they were the Magi. They were a traveling group of uh, kings and um, scientists who were studying basically astrology. You know, they say they followed the star, uh, but they were the Magi. And so the singular of the Magi is Magus, a singular Magi is Magus. So yeah, it's really, it's a very nerdy name when you get down to the core yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> but I'm kind of a nerdy guy, if, uh, if not being indicated by the fact that I'm a digital strategist and, um, 
you know, I work in software as my day job. So I'm, I'm kind of a nerdy guy as it is anyway, but yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's great. Like I had no idea. Like yeah. <laughs> I always knew that the name was unique. I was like, okay, I have no idea where I could, you know, I, mean, I could have get, no, I mean, I, the GI Yeah, part, there's literally no way that you could even weave <laughs> your way into that um, without having known the entire story. And I mean, it's one of those things where like I've considered many times changing the name because it's mm. so like just out of the blue. And um, but then when I got older and I started understanding, you know, we in an increasingly digital society, um, the power of being able to Google a thing mm-hmm. and that being the only thing that comes up. Right. Like so mm-hmm. if your name is too common then if, unless you have super huge name recognition already and you're, you've been able to kind of maximize your presence online, a lot of stuff will come up if you type in that name. You yeah. type in GI Magus, I guarantee you the vast majority of the things that pop up are either going to be related to some sort of like Yu-Gi-Oh game card because of the Magus part of that, or it will be me. Like that's literally the only options there. And so if you're looking for an artist named GI Magus or a musician, um, it will be me. Like, and so it's, I've, I've been able to cultivate that in that way just because of the uniqueness of the name. So that's the only reason I've kept it this long. Yeah. And it's just kind of become a part of who I am now. So. Absolutely. They got a quick little branding, a quick branding yeah. uh, exercise right there. That was- you, get, you get it all when you talk to me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you do a, I'm a renaissance man, baby. I do everything. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. No, but that's dope. I had no, again, I, I, I love, that's why I love these conversations. You learn so much, not only about the people, but you're bringing a lot to the table just in the first however many minutes we've been talking. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So, as far as like, you, again, I had no idea you, again, you started in the church, um, yeah. rapping. So, what do you mind sharing what church that was? Yeah, it's a, a church called More Than Conquerors Faith Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Pastor Stephen Green Sr., still the pastor there. Um, but yeah, I still have, you know, my, my parents still are active attendees at that church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still do events with them um, every year. Uh, they do a, a back to school rally and okay. a, um, what did we just do the other day? Oh, um, a Halloween events. Um, I tend to go out and perform or host at those events all the time. Uh, and, you know, if you listen to my music and for those of you who this is your first time listening to my music, you'll notice like it's 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 all very family friendly. Like I still don't use profanity in my music. I still kind of keep a lot of the topics, something that can be listened to by all um, groups of people, though it's not gospel music anymore um, or what people would tend to call gospel music. I think it still has a lot of soulful sounds in it, but um but yeah, it's not this preaching message of, you know, salvation and um, holiness. Um, I wasn't ever really a, like a salvation and holiness guy um, in my music. Anyway, that's um, irrelevant. But, um, but yeah, so I, I still do, you know, I think my investment in being able to, to talk to communities has kind of morphed into the music in some ways. And it's just kind of, again, it's just kind of become part of my identity. So GI, I feel like has become synonymous still with, doing God's work, but just in a different way, you know, so. I'm with it, yes. <clears throat> That's one of my favorite things I got from Lauren Hill, if you'll recall the um, Unplugged album that she did, mm-hmm. the last album that she, that she gave us. Right. Um, that wasn't a studio, that, well, I mean, yeah, the, the last album, for the most part, you know, I think she did that one thing with Dina Simone, but that, that yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> that. Yeah, it doesn't count, but yeah. Right, <laughs> so she talks about, and one of her interludes on that, she talks about, um, that's what, like 
that was her definition of glorifying God and, and praising God was doing what we love, doing what our passion is by saying, yes, God, you've given us, given us this, this opportunity, this moment in life to do something. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And so that's what I got from what you just said just then. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. And that, that's one of the things that I love so much about your music, um, even though you came side eye to me, all, to both you, I grant that, and all the listeners. It took me a minute to finally <laughs> sit down and listen, listen to the latest album. But when I did, I was like, this is what I'm talking about. You know, I, I mean, there's a lot of different, I mean, hip hop is multifaceted. Yeah. You could talk about a lot of different things. And so I'm just, I, I personally appreciate the things that you decide to talk about and the way that you approach, pre, approach um talking about those things so that's very evident um, yeah listen you know it, it, it is what it is I, I think that's one of the things too as that I strive as I've become a little more seasoned in my my musical life is that I try to make music that will last beyond the moment for which I recorded it right so like at whatever point in time you decide to listen to it it's not going to sound dated because it's going to be this I, I try to ground it in the reality of what it is so it's like when you it's a, it's all, it should always be present the moment that you listen to it. Um, so hopefully, you know, I, I've achieved that, you know, so, cause that, that project is, is going to be, I think I released it maybe like February of this year or something like that. I don't know. It was earlier in this year. Um, but there, there definitely are a lot of things that people are releasing musically that feel very momentary. They're very like temporal. Like, it's like, okay, that was cool for, for them little five minutes. And now I'm on to the next thing, but I want you to be able to play this back at some point in time, because it speaks to you in some sort of very specific way. Um, so again, hopefully I'm, I'm continuing to achieve that as I, as I mature in my ability to create. So. Absolutely. I think I have no doubt that you'll be on that. Um, yeah, you're out of sight. So, I mean, so before we go too far into the album, cause it's phenomenal, um, I do have a question about your influence. So you, okay, you started in the church. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, do you mind sharing with the people how long you've been on earth? <laughs> um, you know what? That's one of those mysteries I keep to myself. Um, That's fine. But it, I, I will say this, that um, I am not a young, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. It's, so there's it's a very specific reason that I do this and that will become very clear to everybody. Um, um but I, I no, I'm not going to say it today. But you know, so I, was, I was saying that because I feel like I again I haven't traced hip hop, the history of it, um, hardcore. I mean, it has its, its origins in just black music from the beginning. So you can mm-hmm. say that. But hip hop in particular, and you started with gospel. So I'm thinking, I'm not thinking people. Um, um, I can't even think of any gospel. The the one that's like super, the gospel rapper, Lecrae, right? probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but he wasn't around. I'm imagining whenever. No, well, I mean, so Lecrae is more of a contemporary for me, right? Like, so he sure. wasn't an influence for me because we were like, like as he was gaining his popularity, I was already doing music. Right. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Who told him you could you could rap in the church? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, like who I came up listening to as far as gospel hip hop artists, um, there was a group called. So it, when you listen to my stuff too, like I am from Alabama, I am from the South, I've grown up, I've lived up here, but my music is not very southern. Like it's, Mm-mm. um, it's it's very like lyrical and very like like I don't like, you can hear how I talk. I don't have like a super huge draw. Like I I definitely 
like I don't sound like I'm from you know New York or the Midwest. Like I I do sound like I'm from the South, but it's still like I don't know. I have a very like just particular way of speaking that doesn't sound Southern, right? And so my music isn't super Southern as well. Um, having said that, like I I came up listening to a lot of East Coast artists, even in gospel rap. I listened to this group called Cross Movement, and they were from like Philadelphia and New York. Okay. Um, so like a lot of what I was coming up listening to was those guys. Um, and then, you know, as I got over into, you know, what is termed secular um, <laughs> uh, hip hop, you know, I was listening to, you know, Jay-Z and Nas and Taleb Kweli. I was listening to those dudes. Right. And so those were huge influences um, sonically for me as well. Um, yeah. So. yeah, they were they definitely seem to be kind of more of the could you call them conscious hip-hop conscious rap yeah 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 common another one like like very very much grounded in like there's a message behind what they're attempting to convey and those were the things that always kind of stuck out to me but I, like when i did transition over into listening to southern music you know i went straight into outcast right like i wasn't going you know like i didn't i i, I zeroed in on the people that i felt like had messages in their stuff i was a huge fan of the dungeon family um, you know, I was listening to Scarface, right? Like I was listening to guys that like, I felt like were saying something that, that meant a little bit more. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so, and, and though I appreciate what other people are doing musically, like that shit, like if you, if I was just like quoting something, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to name nobody. Cause then I'm going to sound like I'm trying to throw show it, say to somebody. <laughs> it just wouldn't be for some other people that are more popular um, amongst specifically Southern hip hop folks. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the same wave. And, and yeah, that's I definitely like all literally all the artists that you name are all the people that I, I all the hip hop artists. That's as far as I go as, in, into the hip hop world, and it's because of the the message and the way they approach that. And and I, also too, a lot of those folks were really so associated with like the neo soul emergence. And I think that's what I primarily grew up listening to. I feel like, and so that's why I might have heard those folks and. Um, it just all makes sense to me. I, I so yeah. Thank you for sharing that, and um, I think when people listen to 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 your music, they'll definitely be able to to hear that um, come out. So you you spoke earlier about performing. Mm-hmm. So you perform at the church, but and also in some of the music that I think also with the songs that we talked about, you talk. I had not, no idea because you talked about some of the places that you perform. So <laughs> tell me what that's like for you, like. I don't want to get too much away to the songs because I, I love secrets and surprises. <laughs> so, but so tell us about your performance regimen. Like, how how often do you perform and then where and? Ooh, um, how often has definitely been a changing uh, reality in the the new post COVID landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely not as often anymore. Like I, I used to try to. Uh, and then, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm married with a, with a kid now too, you know, so like mm-hmm. a, a lot of what I would be doing and going out on the road and stuff like that's dedicated to being at home. Um, but like, uh, as, as things start to change and, you know, people are, are finding new ways to approach the, um, the performance landscape, probably going to be once per month that I'm going to be striving to do. Um, okay. I probably won't be going out on the road very much more than that um okay. then once per month maybe, maybe twice just kind of depends on you know what what the money talking about because it's gonna have to be the right <laughs> kind of cash to get me to come out to some of these places but yeah um but yeah probably once per month is just really where i'm going to be landing 
And then, so um, where do you, are you primarily based here in Birmingham or do you go, are you regional? What's your, what's your reach? Yeah. Um, I mean, primarily it is going to be um, Birmingham, Atlanta. Those are the places that I perform probably most often. Um, but I will be, you know, I've been, man, I've been blessed to be able to go all over the country to do music. Uh, you know, I've performed in Chicago and Detroit and California and Florida and, you know, you know, Southeast I've, I've been in, you know, Tennessee, Mississippi, um, mm-hmm. just a couple of different cities in Georgia, um, South Carolina, you know, I've just, I've, I've been blessed to be able to go to a lot of different places. Um, but most frequently it is, um, Birmingham and Atlanta. So, well, yeah. So, uh, as a part of this, you're going to be like invested into the higher ground society family. And so we'll definitely be keeping tabs and we'll try to make sure that people know when you're out and about, uh, cause definitely don't want to miss you and want to support when we can. So there, um, we can go ahead and kind of jump right into the, the meat, your latest project. Uh, versus the world and for the folks who might have skipped on the first episode and a half um, the, the premise of the podcast is, is essentially to sit down with creatives uh, Alabama creatives or, or thinkers or you know writers um, scholars folks who've got stuff going on that's um, bettering the arts and the humanities in the state and we sit down and we talk about their work and particularly for musicians very easy, musicians and probably poets it's very easy to do because I can sit down and look at their catalog of stuff and I pick out something that I love and then I ask them to do the same and then we dissect those. And so that's what we're gonna do now. Um, we're gonna move into talking about GI's latest project versus the world. That's versus as in a poem verse, not like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's he's schooling you on some, on some a play on words. Yeah. So. Which is so like that's that's actually you know talking about getting starts in music. Like I started doing poetry before I started doing hip hop, um, and like if you really dive into the lyrics, like I do that a lot lyrically, which is play on words. Like it'll have the double meaning for a particular word or phrase, um, and it takes a different connotation depending upon which one of those you want to you know use at the time. But yeah, versus the world, definitely. A double entendre, right? So it's verses, yeah. but it's spelled differently, or the way it would be for a lyrical verse. Yeah. So where that? It's a beautiful title. So where did that come from? What inspired that? Yeah. So um, I definitely wanted to. This is probably the most personal project to date that I've had, and a lot of what I wanted to be able to speak to on this were things that were a part of my world, right? So these were verses and dedication. Um, to my world but I still have this adversarial type of feeling of like I'm an underdog and and still trying to fight through a lot of the noise that exists out here in the music industry to get my voice heard uh, amongst the masses so it still has that very like I'm going against um, the world that's against me like I'm I'm, it's it's a combative type of feeling as well so it has both of those things and so um, you know I chose to use the the the, the spelling of verses um, so that I could could really kind of convey that this was really more about the words um, than anything else. So yeah. versus the world. That's, yeah, I love that. I'm glad. And I, I, I think that's one of the things too that I really liked about the album. You know, it is, it is per, I like stuff that's personal because it's, it's so, 
you can connect with us as a human, right? right. It's it's, um, it's it's part of what what art's about. Um, and I, yeah, and I could I saw myself in this album and and in several different uh, spaces, you know, in several different songs. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, so I think you did a fantastic job of creating. It was produced beautifully. Like I, the first song, I said, "Oh, okay, okay." I mean, I had heard some of your older stuff because yeah. I had. Now this, this is easily my best project. Um, I think you know. Shout out to my man Akil Pratt who uh, did the lion's share of the production. All of the I recorded everything with him. He did all the engineering. Um, okay. So yeah, he he, I think he gave it a very. Um, a very unifying feel just in the the sound um because again it was just this is the first project that i've been able to record all in one place that i primarily worked with one producer um so we just really were able to kind of dive in and and, and whittle away at songs and rework them and, and get like if you heard the first version of songs to where they ended up on the project man we really really spent time like i, I worked on that project for almost two years um, okay yeah. I would actually, I love, again, I love the process of, the, of, make, of creating these things. So we don't do it for this, but I, sometimes I would love to hear the first versions of yeah, some Yeah, I have songs to see if too. I have them. Like, I, I probably have them somewhere, but, you know, um, I'm not very nostalgic when it comes to that sort of stuff. So I might have just, like, listened to it and been like, nah, this ain't it, and deleted it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I might have it somewhere that was, like, saved in some drafts of emails that we've had going back and forth, so... Yeah, I think one of the fun things about this album in particular, so when I, I first met G.I., it was at a young professionals meeting for the Alabama Humanities Foundation. And I was, so I was finally, I was working there at the moment. Um, and I remember you being very, not, it wasn't quiet, it was stoic. And very refined and very put together. And you did this presentation and it was, I was like, okay, so this dude is about business. <laughs> you know, like he, like you were definitely keeping everybody um, together and, and helping that meeting go forward. And then you said, I found out that you did, that you did hip hop at your rap. I was like, okay, dope, cool. But then I go on this album and I, am I hearing you giving us some vocals? Are you seeing this album? A little bit. Like, this is probably the most that you will ever hear me sing in life. But yeah. But you know, again, you grow up in the church, you know, you you gotta you gotta be in the youth choir. You know, I was the, you know, lead tenor and things up in that, you know. Okay. So I, I, I had a little vocal abilities, you know, hiding behind the chords in there. Um, but yeah, I did a little bit of singing. You know, I'm not gonna... Yeah, and it was great. I was like, what are we... You know, <laughs> it was, it again, was... shout out to my engineer. He made me sound real good on that thing, you know. It was fantastic. It was uh, There's just layers to, to what we got here. And uh, so let's just go ahead and jump into the first song. This is the song that you were very liberal with whichever song you want to do. And I just went with the one you said was your favorite. Yeah. You said it was Just Begun. Just Begun, yes. Infinite thoughts racing, my penmanship off lately. I'm feeling I'm lost lately. Let me breathe. What will be my legacy? They want to dissect the pieces of me. They screaming, let us see. Show your pain, show your flaws, show the gain and the loss. Is the man on the mountain the same as the cross? And what's the cost of it all? We know the drill. After hot seasons probably fall, but what's the real? For real, I feel like I'm... So tell us... When I'm listening to it, it's off the bat, it sounds very autobiographical. So, I mean, the whole album does, but like you really just jump in and it's like off the bat, like, okay, he's, he wants us, you want us to learn something about you in this song. Mm-hmm. So tell us what inspired 
this one? Yeah, so just begun. Um, so shout out again. To, I, I'm going to keep shouting him out because he deserves a lot of credit for <laughs> the way that this album turned out. But um, Akil Pratt, he actually wrote, he produced the track and he wrote the hook for the song. Um, but like, so yeah, yeah. So he, um, we, again, this was a process of us just kind of sitting together and talking a lot and just kind of delving into what we wanted, you know, the project to sound like. And so I had come up with the verse, uh, I think, let me try to think which verse was it that I did first. Cause like the, the, the verse that I write first, isn't always the first verse on the song. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe it was actually the first verse on there. So I started kind of um, giving him ideas of like what I was talking about based upon the track that we had. Um, and then he came up with the hook and I was like, man, yeah, this is it right here. Like, this is exactly what this needs to say. Um, because I, I felt like um, the way that we were approaching the song uh, and, and where it, it ended up being sequentially on the project, it gave this this kind of feel of, I know that I've, I've done a lot of stuff or I've been a lot of places in my life and music has afforded me to do those things, but I still feel like I've got so much left to do. Um, and so like, I think he encapsulated that really well in, in the lyrics for the hook. Um, and so it just kind of, it, it helped me to finish the song, honestly, like, cause I was stuck cause I loved the beat and I loved what I had written so far. But like then hearing, you know, and I was like, okay, yes, I, I got it. This is what we're going to do. And it helped me to com complete uh, writing the verses for it. And then shout out to my man, Dean Priest, who came through with the vocals on the end um, that just gave it that, that extra little soulful something that you needed to, um, to, to, to be able to kind of put a bow on the song. But yeah. Yeah, it works beautifully, again, sonically. Yeah, I mean, so particularly with that, that hook, I was like, wow, this is like, I don't know. I don't know. It just it, it all melded so well together. Like because you 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 talked about. Um, I mean, if you hadn't have said that Akil wrote the hook, I wouldn't have known it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. sounds like, like one person did it, which I, th I think is a great a testament to the work that y'all put into yeah. it. Um, it just all flowed so so well together, and that's one one of the things I talked about as far as alluding to your experience. So I think it talks about you going to California. Mm -hmm. You talked. You mentioned. Pensacola, which is where I grew up. Well, I didn't grow up in Pensacola, but like 45 minutes away from Pensacola, mm -hmm. I had no idea about that. So, I mean, you literally just told him, sat down, I was like, this is my resume. <laughs> no, I mean, so like what's crazy is like I didn't. That's, that's, I, that's the insanity of like how like in sync we were. Um, mm -hmm. Like he was literally just naming places, right? Like that rhymed. Um, <laughs> no, dead serious. And it was so crazy because... Um, like we were in the midst of writing the pro uh, writing the song and I um, at the time was traveling for work and um, I had not yet been to Boston at that point in time. And, okay. um, and like probably maybe like two weeks after he sent me that hook work, sent me a thing saying, Hey, we need you to go out here to go do this thing in Boston. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> like I was like, cause I hadn't been to Boston yet. And so like, uh, and, and so like now it, became even more relevant to the song. It's like, I got to catch another plane to Boston. Paris calling, which Paris has not given me a call yet. But you know, hey, if somebody in Paris listening to this, you know, holla at your boy, I come through. I've been to Paris before, only while I've flown through Paris. I haven't been to Paris. 
uh, Charles de Gaulle as far as I've been into Paris. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, if somebody in Paris who's a hip hop head and they want to get some quality hip hop there, I'll let your boy, you know what I'm saying? So, sure. yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and I'm glad you did that because I mean, I do, I'm, I'm a, I like to keep, make friends everywhere I go, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, there could be somebody who's listening to that. So again, anybody in Paris, I need somebody to throw some, throw some bars down. I'll let me. We, we could even do a digital show if y'all don't want to flip the plane, you know, ticket or whatever. I understand where we where we at with the COVID situation. I do digital shows now too. So I'll let you go. Anyway. <laughs> nah. So again, so you, you, you shared the, the inspiration and, and I, again, I love that. That's so beautiful. Like people working together and being so in sync. Um, that's that's that's, and it really this song really just showcases what the kind of products you can come about. Yeah. Um, when you do that, so yeah, you talked about lyrically. Can you share with us some of the more technical stuff? Yeah, that's. I mean, I think a lot of people just imagine <laughs> to quote the classic film "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou." There's a man in there who'll pay you if you go and sing into a can. And so <laughs> I imagine a lot of people think that's what studios are all about, but there's a lot of work that yeah. goes into creating, you know, just one song. So can you share like what that process was like? Yeah. So I mean, so for for this song in particular, like I said, I it was one of the last songs that we recorded for the project. Um, I think it might have been, it wasn't the last song. Respect was the last song. Um, but when we we sat down, it's like literally, so I start the very first verse of this song. Um, I'm, I'm literally telling you, I don't know what to write. Like, again, you heard me say, like, I didn't know how to finish the song. So like, I start, I started my verse saying, I don't know what to write. Um, so like, my first line was infinite thoughts racing, my penmanship off lately. I'm feeling I'm lost lately. Let me breathe. Like that basically is like, I don't know what I'm about to talk about on this song. Like, I can't find the words. Like, I can't figure out what I want to say. All right, just let's breathe, let's breathe and think about this. And then, like, it, I, I, I took myself back to, like, okay, what does this album supposed to be about? And it's really about legacy, right? Like, and that's really the, the encapsulation of everything that I wanted to be able to do is this time capsule of, like, my life on this project. So it's like, okay, cool. What will be my legacy? They want to dissect the pieces of me screaming, let us see, right? And so that came from, so there's the singer. So again, I told you I do this, this, double, this double entendre stuff a lot. The singer, let us see, has a song that is um, called Pieces of Me, right? Uh-huh. And so like that's, that whole line was they want to dissect the pieces of me. They screaming, let us see, which, you know, is the name, let us see. Yo, <laughs> like I'm blown right now. Yeah. I mean, I knew I heard that, and I was like, "That sounds significant," but I would never put those two together. Yeah. I'm so glad we're talking about this. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. so keep going. I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. Yeah, they want to dissect the pieces of me. They scream and let us see. And so, um, that's that's been a thing. Again, this is probably a, easily my most personal project. So a lot of what I had done previously had been very lacking in like my personal life and experiences. I was just kind of being very philosophical and talking about ideas on music right and so this is the first time that I wanted to get into that but then like this song was addressing the idea of like okay people have been asking me for this you know show your pain show your flaws show your gains show your loss is the man on the mountain the same on the cross right and so it was just this idea of like I I literally had this conversation with a friend of mine um 
who was saying that like a lot of my music felt too victorious, right? Like I was always just kind of being this champion in my own story. And like, you never let us see, you know, the stuff behind the curtain, right? Like we want to know like all of your struggles and da, da, da. And so like, I was addressing that conversation in those lines. It's like, you know, they, they want to get down into the core of who I am. They want to see the pain and the flaws and the gains and the loss, you know, are you the same guy that's been victorious as you were, you know, like, and so that's, that comes back to like my biblical background of talking about, you know, Jesus on the mountaintop versus Jesus on the cross, like both elevated positions, one in victory, one in pain. Right. And so like, they want to see both sides of you um, as equally, you know, be uplifted equally in both of those spaces. Um, Mm -hmm. You know? um, And so that's kind of how, again, I started this, this, that entire verse was just this idea of like, I don't know what to talk about. Let me talk about why I feel like this whole project is significant. This is what people have been telling me over the years. Um, you know, and, and let me see, as I go on, um, it's the man on the mountain, the same as the cross. What's the cost of it all? Um, what's the cost of it all? You know the drill. After hot seasons, probably fall. So what's the real? So like, you know, that's just, that ain't nothing super lyrically impressive that was literally about like sometimes you're you're up and sometimes you're down right so like after hot seasons the summer is literally the fall right so like yeah so after usually after you're high you have to come down off of the high so after hot seasons probably fall but what's the drill uh, what's the deal for real i feel i come so far but still he only comes so far that's a marathon yeah um, the next line, so many, so this is where it kind of gets into a lot of like, this is an, a, a frequent thing that I do lyrically is this extended metaphor um, that all means something, but it also means something else. So like, all right, so, um, so what's the real, for real, I feel I've come so far, but still only come so far. That's the marathon. So many in my era gone. So like, again, as I'm getting older, there's a lot of people who are in the same, that are contemporaries with me that aren't doing music anymore. So many in my era gone, but still I stand. Does that mean that I was born to be king? Plenty chapters in my life passed, but more to be seen. Went from Lord of the Rings to possibly the Lord of the Rings. That entire thing right there was all a Lord of the Rings, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I just there was Lord of the Rings reference. So like Aragon is a f- character in Lord of the Rings who yeah. was born to be king. Um, mm-hmm. Mordor was the place in Lord of the Rings. So like so Mordor be seen was just like a play on that. Um, so Aragon, so many in my Aragon, but still I stand. Does that mean that I was born to be king? Plenty chapters in my life passed with Lord of the Rings, super long book. Plenty chapters in my life passed, but Mordor be seen went from Lord of the Rings to possibly the Lord of the Rings. So that was all a Lord of the Rings scheme, right? Nerd alert. Yeah, again, that's just who I am. But like, um, but yeah, so I, I do that a lot in music though. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll take like references from a thing and then mm-hmm. I'll just use those words to kind of help me paint the picture in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, for me, it's fun to be able to play with words. Like, I think it's amazing. Like the, the, the idea that the Lord of the Rings exists but like I can use terminology and phrases from that book series to be able to talk about something completely different and, mm-hmm. and they all fit with like in a rhyme. And it's just like, I just, it's, that's to me, it's amazing. Like that's, that's one of the reasons I fell in love with poetry and hip hop, just because of like, just the ability to manipulate words in that way. It's just always fascinating for me. Yeah. Um, 
But um, then I ended the verse with, I know I said I'm here now, but just can't stay. It's levels to attain and I can't wait to grow. So there's a song earlier in the project called Here Now. And I said, I know I said I'm here now, but just can't stay. Like, I can't remain in this moment. It's, you know, I got other places I got to be. And then goes into the hook. So, yeah, that's the first verse. Yeah. And so did you, you didn't write all that. You were out there in the moment in the studio? No, 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 no. Yeah. So like, I literally like, um, that first part where I was like, I don't know what to write. Like, that's all I had. I came into the studio with, (laughs) I came to the studio with like the infinite thoughts racing penmanship off lately. I'm feeling I'm lost lately. Let me breathe. And I was like, bro, I don't know where I want to go after that. Like, I just knew I wanted to like settle myself and go, and then like he gave me the hook and the rest of the song just kind of wrote itself. Um, after okay, I so it. he gave you the hook yeah. and then you, you went away from the yeah. studio. Yeah. Um, came back from Boston, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, I had already written a lot of that stuff prior to leaving for Boston um, because that was coming up on the deadline for when we were supposed to be finishing the project so I could, he could finish mixing it. Um, so like, um, I'm, I'm big on, on setting deadlines for myself and goals and all that kind of thing, just because I will, like, it took me two years to finish this project. Like it's been through several iterations, several names. The project was not initially named versus the world. Um, okay. Little known fact, this is probably the first time I've ever said this to anybody out loud. I was considering like retiring from doing music. Um, when I started working. Yeah. When I started working on this project, I was like, this is going to be my last one. Like I'm not going to do no more after this. Um, so this project, the first title for this project was, no, actually it was the second title. Um, the first title for this project was In Session, right? And it's because it was going to be this whole theme of like classes in session and going to be talking about studio session. And like, I was just going to be like kind of playing on the word session, right? And, um, and so like uh, probably about three or four months into attempting to do that project, I came against so many hurdles of just like not being able to finance the way I wanted to. And like the beats mm-hmm. just weren't like where I wanted them to be. And um, it just is just a bunch of stuff. And I was just getting frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't make a ton of money from music right now. Like it's not sustaining my life. You know, I have a day job. I don't need to do this. I don't need this frustration. I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> Um, and so I was just like, I'm just gonna stop doing this. Like, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm well past superstar rapper age. Um, so, uh, don't well, no, I don't feel like that anymore. But at the time, I definitely okay. felt like, man, this is just, this is a waste of my time and money. Like, I'm not seeing the return I need, right? And so it changed from in session to Finn. Like, it was going to be my finale project. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that is actually the reason that. The, the the morphing over to Finn being the name of the project is where Heroes Die started. Because Heroes Die was going to be like my swan song of us. Like it was going to be okay. like, um, and so that's the only reason Heroes Die even became a concept is because I was trying to write this song about finality. Um, and then, you know, fast forward months later um, and... I just kind of got re-energized out of nowhere um, from doing so. The song Simone Grace that I did, um, it somehow started to pick up energy. Like it just was just as random, like it had been out for a while, but then like these new ears started hearing it. And then I started getting a lot of feedback from women who, was, who I wrote the song from that were telling me how much it had impacted their lives. 
And I was just like, mm-hmm. this is why I do this, right? And so like I found this right. new energy to write new music from that. Mm-hmm. And so I start, I was I, I I sat down with Akil and I was like, dude, all right, we are going to work on this project. And he just like he has he records at home in his home studio. So he basically just opened his I wasn't staying with him and nothing like that. You know, again, I'm married with kid. I can't just be spending night at another dude's house. Um <laughs> and he's married with with kids too. So like, you know his wife ain't having that either. But like, he just basically was like, look, I'm going to put a standing space in the studio for you on what ended up being Tuesday nights. And he was like, if you, if you want to come through on Tuesday, you can come through and we will record until this project is done. And so I just kept going back and working and working and working. And, you know, we worked it out where, you know, he would just kind of, let me come in and create as opposed to like being constrained by time. Like it typically would be in the studio until it was done. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> like the most, it was. And I think that's it. That is why the project sounds the way that it does, because I didn't feel pressed anymore. Like normally I feel very pressed and, you know, I, I have to figure out like, okay, I only have so many hours I can afford for studio time. Blah, blah, blah. He was just like, look, we're just going to keep working until it's finished. And nice. so I just kept coming back over the process of, you know, it wasn't every week, but it was, Hey man, I got like another, whatever, like, and I would come through and I would lay it down and we, you know, there are songs that we recorded that are not, not even on the project. Um, but we just kept doing stuff and we kept twiddling and tweaking and da da da. And, and it eventually was done, but yeah, that was the process of a long time. Sure. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that. I don't believe in yeah. Russian stuff. Uh, just of doing it. So, and again, it, it definitely shows, you guys took your time and you did what you had to have to do to, to create something really substantial. Um, with Just Begun, though, so we chose this song because you said it was mm-hmm. your favorite. So what, what makes it your favorite? Because it felt, um, like you said, it felt very autobiographical. It felt like it was this very big, like, I think that that song and the other song that we're going to um, talk about are the two songs that I still get chills listening to because I feel them so deeply like they're I mean I think I they're they're probably not going to be the most popular songs on the project though like those are album cuts for sure but um but I think that those are the songs to me like when I listen to them I still feel back in that moment of when we recorded it and I was like yeah this is it right and so Just Begun is one of those songs that feels like real like when I listen to it it feels like um, like looking out onto the horizon of life, right? And just seeing the mm-hmm. endless possibilities that exist out there. Um, and, it, nice. and, it, and, it, and I think it embodies that whole trip that I took mentally from, I don't want to do this anymore to like, like finally getting a peak over the mountaintop, like you've been climbing and struggling for so long. You finally peek over the, and you see the horizon. You're like, wow, there's just this whole other world out here that I've, I haven't even yeah. begun to to venture into like I can't stop because I need to see some of this right um and that song just feels like like it's one of those songs that I can play for myself and it reminds me like yeah man you you can you can achieve a lot and you've you've done a lot right and my wife tells me all the time I don't give myself enough credit um and so this is one of those one of the few songs I don't brag very much in music or in life in general right like I just don't like I'm not a you know hey you know because I've done that like that's just not that's not me. I can attest that. You're very humble. Um, 
because it feels very frivolous, right? Because I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. But like, there's more important things in life than, you know, that, you know. Um, sure. And But it's still, it's one of the few songs that I've taken a moment to just kind of look back at where I've come from while mm-hmm. simultaneously like looking forward into the future. And it just, it encapsulates that feeling in that moment so well for me. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's my favorite song to go back and listen to when it, when I, I still play, I think that's the reason why I love this project too, just cause I can still play it and not feel like cringy when I hear it. <laughs> when I, when I get to that song, I automatically feel like, yeah, this is, this is that one, you know, and it just feels that way every time, like every time, yeah. every single time I listen to it. That's beautiful. Well, I'm so happy that you were able to create that for yeah. yourself, but also for, for the, pe- for the people, of course, for yourself. I don't know if a lot of artists actually do that, you know, these days. I think, I feel like there might be a lot of um, pressure, particularly like in like mainstream folks, a lot of pressure on them to create something to be yeah. consumed. But that's that's the way that I, I typically, I, I approached music prior to this project. A lot of it was about who I was trying to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. And this, this one, I took time to like talk to myself a little bit. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it, Again, that's, that's what, what I think makes it more genuine too, but it also makes me be able to appreciate it differently um, because I can Absolutely. feel I can almost feel like this is listening to someone else talk to me. Um, so nice, nice, very nice. Okay, well that's uh, that's the the breakdown of uh, just begun. Again, it's part of the the, the, the concept of the show. So we'll talk. Um, we'll take a moment and talk about the the songs or whatever we're discussing, and then we'll um, do kind of like a show and tell uh, at the end of the episode. So if you hang tight to the end of the episode, "Just Begun" will be tacked on to the, the end, and uh, you can get you can listen to the, it in its in, in its entirety. Uh, so now what we're gonna do is take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about my choice that I was a song that I wanted to talk about and uh, we'll, we'll dig into that look one day I could be no more no need for stressing when I exit out that hero's door blessings on blessings don't want no caskets or no funeral scenes The North Star Wax Company specializes in scented natural soy wax candles, handcrafted in Auburn, Alabama. Whether you're looking for something to lighten the mood or brighten your day, the North Star Wax Company's got you covered. Choose from their signature collection of timeless fragrances, mixed with love and hand-poured in a stylish recycled glass jar. Between now and December 1st, podcast listeners can get 30% off orders of $20 or more when you use promo code Higher Ground Pod at checkout. That's Higher Ground POD. The North Star Wax Company offers shipping to all 50 states and free shipping on purchases of $50 or more. Order today at www.northstarwax.com and put your holiday shopping behind you. Again, that website is www.northstarwax.com. North Star, find your light. What's up, everybody? This is your man, E.I. Magus, and this is my song, Just Begun. 
infinite thoughts racing my penmanship off lately i'm feeling i'm lost lately let me breathe what will be my legacy they want to dissect the pieces of me they screaming let us see show your pain show your flaws show the gain and the loss is the man on the mountain the same as the cross and what's the cost of it all we know the drill after hot seasons probably fall but what's the real for real i feel i come so far really only come so far that's the marathon so many in my era gone but still i stand does that mean that i was born to be king plenty chapters in my life passed but more to be seen went from loitering to possibly the lord of the rings now i know i said i'm here now but just can't stay there's levels to attain and i can't wait I feel like i was built on this moment we just begun pushing past another mile more i could not that i beat my life by such a narrow margin paris talking but nothing wrong here we belong My ambitions make me seem vicious Was thinking 2020 in 2012 Now that's a mean vision But always had self-doubt Collabs and clicks around But always felt left out Always felt less than Was always the best man But never the groom Until them doubts vanished But then I realized that Maybe that was part of the plan Got no choice but to stand out When you out stand On stages in front of thousands With hands raised and amazing It's just the outcome Never been front running, you know how many shots I took What chance of your dogs laughing like duck hunting? With little to no promotion, I've rocked mics from Pensacola to Oakland From my town to Chi-Town, been kicking flavor No cosigns, just dope rhymes and favors And it's major Another mile more, I could not look at that I beat my lap by such a narrow margin Paris talking, but nothing wrong here We belong here We love to live in this moment We just began From Birmingham to Cali Then to Austin, I look at that I gotta catch another plane to Boston Paris calling, it's been a long year But we belong here That was G.I. Magus with his song, Just Begun, from his album, Versus the World. Also, just so you know, the song that we use for the intro is also G.I. Magus. That's his song, Heroes Die. Now, it happened again. <laughs> My conversation with the guest, G.I., uh, lasted a little longer than we anticipated. So, this episode has been split into two parts as well. So check back later this week on Thursday for the second part of our conversation. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. My ambitions make me seem vicious. Was thinking 2020 in 2012. Now that's a mean vision. 
but always has self-doubt.